This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 2780, Why We Don't Need to Try So Hard to Be Happy by Victoria Cox with tinybuddha.com, and I'm Justin Mollick. Welcome back to Optimal Living Daily, or the OLD podcast, where I read to you from some of the best articles I can find and get permission from, covering personal development or self-help, minimalism, productivity, and more. So with that, let's get right to it and continue optimizing your life. Why We Don't Need to Try So Hard to Be Happy by Victoria Cox with tinybuddha.com. Everywhere we turn these days, we seem to be bombarded by it. TV commercials try to lure you into buying their products on the promise they will give you it. Magazines scream it from the front pages via sultry images and sexy block titles. Gossip magazines practically have a mission statement that fame will guarantee it. Corporations equate money with it. So what exactly is it? What's this one common denominator that seems to be a worldwide obsession? Happiness. There are thousands upon thousands of articles, seminars, webinars, TV shows, and more that try to teach us how to achieve it, how to be a happier you, how to make your family happy, and not forgetting our furry friends, how to make your pet happier. It's as if happiness is some salient commodity that will come to us if we just try hard enough. We are repeatedly told that it's floating around out there in the world and that it can be ours. Just look at the model on the front cover of that magazine practically flaunting it with her beaming pearly white smile. Even Pharrell is in on the game and wants us to be happy and maybe do a little happy jig. I don't know about you, but I've been seeing these types of juicy promises for years and quite literally bought right into them. Sure, if I just insert the blank enough, I'll be happy. Surely this begs the question, have we pushed happiness over the cognitive horizon? Think about it. The purpose of all these happiness promisers when you scratch behind the surface is more likely the pursuit of profit rather than the pursuit of happiness. There's usually a reason they keep touting the wonders of this magic commodity. It sells. People love to read about quick fixes, how-tos, and how-not-tos and willingly part with their hard-earned cash to learn these supposed secrets. Spoiler alert, there are no secrets. If we choose to believe that what we as a collective species yearn for is just out of our grasp, then we will keep hunting forever. Perhaps we need to take a fresh look at what happiness actually is and whether it really is attainable by following steps one, two, or three. Is it even designed to be a constant state of being? Who really walks around all day with a huge grin plastered on their face, 
without the aid of narcotic substances or a seriously deranged mindset. The first mistake is believing that happiness is outside of us and something that needs to be attained. It's not. It's a state of being, an emotion that can pass through us when we least expect it, usually when we aren't paying it any attention. It can creep up silently sometimes for just a few minutes at a time before it sulks away from whence it came. As humans, we have a myriad of emotions. In just one day, we can feel a sense of love, pain, loss, betrayal, jealousy, anger, or laughter. I don't think that as humans, we are designed to have one singular constant emotion. We are complicated creatures. So why don't you see the media touting other less fun emotions? We don't see articles titled 20 Ways to Feel Sadder, How to Cultivate More Rage in Your Life, or How Not to Ugly Cry. No one would buy it. So why should we buy into the idea that we should be happy all the time? Some of my happiest moments have been unexpected. I find it's usually when my brain is engaged in the flow of another activity I really enjoy that I feel a sudden sense of complete happiness. Another happiness inducer for me is being out in nature. That makes me feel really happy. There is no one-size-fits-all happiness inducer. It can vary from hanging out with your kids or your pets to a simple walk on the beach to cooking a family meal. My point is that it is not something that you have to work toward in the future for it is not obtained through external effort. It is within us and we carry the possibility of it within us at all times, whether we realize it or not. Once we understand that happiness is not something that we can buy, sell, trade, or exchange, we don't need to worry so much when we have a bad day. However, do pay attention when it's a great day, a positive day. Be thankful for it and acknowledge it. That way, when the smiley face pops up again, and it will for nothing accelerates the good stuff in life like gratitude does, you're aware of it again and again. It can even be a feeling that you start to look forward to, like a best friend popping over for a cup of tea and a chat. Understand and accept that the feeling is temporary, but will return. After all, if your best friend popped over and announced she was gonna be staying a while, like the rest of your life a while, you might not be so happy about that. If we didn't have the sad, cry-on-your-way-home days, how could we learn to really appreciate the fun, exciting days? So stop reaching, searching, and trying to buy your slice of happiness as it's not something that is out of your reach. Know that, and next time you're standing in line at the grocery store, don't reach for the magazine promising you the Disney fairy tale happy ending. It doesn't exist. It's a fairy tale. Instead, smile at the cashier and wish her a lovely day. You'll make her day a little happier, and in doing so, maybe some of that magic will rub off on you. You just listened to the post titled, Why We Don't Need to Try So Hard to Be Happy by Victoria Cox with tinybuddha.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you to Victoria and Tiny Buddha for letting me share articles from the site. 
Tiny Buddha has been helping people grow, heal, and find peace since 2009. The site features stories and insights from people of all ages from all over the globe. For daily wisdom, follow Tiny Buddha on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or subscribe to the blog. And be sure to check out Tiny Buddha's Inner Strength Journal, Creative Prompts and Challenges to Help You Get Through Anything. That was by site founder Lori Deshane. I personally still mood track every day, not because I expect that my average day over time will rise to a five out of five, but because when the day is different than an average, like three out of five, I like to think about why. Why was it a four or five? Or why was it a one or a two? And spoiler alert, one or two is almost always a sick day or not feeling well in general. And then the four or five is usually related to social connection. But even if I got that social connection every day, like she gave that example of a friend popping in every single day and staying a while or just living there, it would become too much where it would come back down to an average three out of five day again, probably, maybe less. The moral of the story, happiness is not a permanent state of being or a level to reach, but something to cherish in the moment when it does happen, not grasping to it, but noticing it, appreciating it, and remembering the good things. It's pretty simple, really. At least that's what I found from years of mood tracking and reading these articles. And reading these articles definitely does help me remember good things. It's pretty much the point of this show. Hopefully it helps you too. And with that, have a happy rest of your day and I'll see you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.